0: The Arizona Coyotes dropped their second straight game, falling 3-2 to the Montreal Canadiens in overtime. I'm going to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everybody. Welcome to Locked On Coyotes. I am your host, Carl Pavlock. I do want to thank you for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. So if you want, you could watch the podcast there, or you can listen to it. You know how podcasts work. I'm sure you listen to lots of them. I know I do. Uh, today is another... Uh, I don't want to say exciting, but... Another recap, last night, the Arizona Coyotes played the Montreal Canadiens in a late start. I'm I'm not sure why they started late, but they did. Um, And unfortunately, the Coyotes fell 3-2 in overtime. Uh, I believe I had predicted a 4-2 Coyotes win. Uh, So not going to say I was close to that one. Uh, Got the wrong team winning. uh, Got the margin wrong. But sorry about that uh not really too much we can do it was uh it was an interesting game that I kind of want to break down talk about and then talk about what's next for the coyotes uh they have a game coming up uh tomorrow um so gonna save a little bit of the preview for that but just kind of give you a brief kind of move um and as i'm sure you can tell by now just gonna be me for this episode robin is unfortunately not unfortunately robin is visiting family for the christmas holiday Uh, I live in Arizona. Most of my family is in Arizona. I am not traveling anywhere, so that's why I get stuck with me. Sorry, um, that is just me. Uh, I know. But let's talk about last night's game, because I do think that it was an interesting one. I say interesting way too much. Um, It is definitely a game where there's a lot of positives to take away from it. Like, there really is. And I know that I say that a lot when it comes to the Coyotes games because they're a bad team. I know they're going to be a bad team. We all know they're going to be a bad team. So I always try and look for the positives, the silver linings. Uh, that isn't necessarily the case this time. This was a well-played game where I think if the Coyotes had played it five more times, the exact same thing, they would have gotten results. Different results. Um... Four of those five times, I think. I think that they could have won this game, but things just didn't go their way. Um, first thing I want to point out is that the Coyotes were a very disciplined team. Uh, I'm so used to the Coyotes taking so many penalties throughout the game, taking poorly timed penalties, which just wasn't the case. Um, the Coyotes only took two penalties last night against the Canadians, uh, one in the first period, one in the second, or in the third uh the third period i wasn't thrilled by the penalty just because it was a tie game midway through so if you mess up not a lot of time to recover but the coyotes killed it absolutely fine and two is definitely better than the what six i'm used to them taking um throughout the the regular course so definitely a more disciplined game the Coyotes were also much more in control throughout the game. Um, we saw that a lot in the first period where they uh, outshot the Canadians. Um, so let me just pull up the exact number. They outshot Montreal 17-5 to in the opening frame, which is really good. Uh, this was helped by the fact that they had two power plays. Uh, Josh Anderson and Sulkovsky were both called um, towards the middle of the period. Definitely saw that really give the Coyotes a chance to fire last shots, really pepper the net. And I thought they did well. They didn't score, but yeah, you could really only ask too much. Uh, I I will say that that is an issue that I see with the Coyotes. that doesn't come up enough that I'm too concerned about it just because it's relatively rare. But every once in a while, we'll get this situation where the Coyotes are putting up a lot of shots. They're they're getting their chances, but they're not converting. And then, you know, midway through the second period, they take a penalty and everything starts to fall apart. Um, like they 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 have their time. It's like they're getting rope-a-doped. Um, but th- that didn't really happen with this one. The the Montreal Canadiens did start to recover, but it was a more slow recovery. So in the second period, the Coyotes outshot them sixteen to twelve, definite improvement on Montreal's edge. Uh, and then in the third period, Montreal outshoots the Coyotes seven to six. Remember I said that the Coyotes had the lone penalty in the third period. So factoring that in, it's eh, fine um like you would you would expect that team to be out shooting, the team with the power play to outshoot the team without the play. so i i think that that was a really good like game for the coyotes possession wise control wise um limiting shots wise all those kind of good things uh should mention the 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 period where it really counted over time the canadians outshot the coyotes 2-0 so that that that's how you get a Montreal win uh it was Mike Hoffman getting the game winner just over a minute into overtime real unfortunate K kind has of won the opening face-off couldn't really do much after that but uh, yeah what are you gonna do uh anyways I'm gonna talk more about this game but first a quick word from our sponsors today's episode is brought to you by Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. It's where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. They have it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, which of course you do, you're listening to a sports podcast, you can find those on BetOnline as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting information. You can head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. And we're back. Carl Pavlock, locked on Coyotes, breaking down last night's 3 2 loss in overtime to the Montreal Canadiens. I do want to highlight the two goal scorers for the Coyotes and, and talk about that because I do think that, that is another important aspect of the game, and one that often gets overlooked in losses. You you don't really focus on the things that the team does too well in the loss, unless you're, you know, us, and you expect the Coyotes to lose every game. Um, But both Nick Schmaltz and Matthias Michelli scored for the Coyotes, both early on. Uh, So Schmaltz gets his goal, minute 24 into the second, Matthias Michelli 7 minutes, 23 seconds. First things first, I do want to note that these goals were response goals. Um Cole Caulfield and Christian Dvorak had scored before. Um Caulfield was like 35 seconds before Schmaltz. Dvorak was three minutes before Michelli. So I love that response. I love the Coyotes coming back and being like, all right, we're down one. We need to get that up. It's like, I don't see that enough. Too much, too often. This was definitely more of a problem last season than it is this season. But like we see the Coyotes give up a goal and then they give up another goal and then they give up another goal and it just kind of snowballs from there. So I'm glad that they were able to just have a quick response, have that, you know, next shift go really well for them. But, you know, it's definitely one of those things where you you wish that they could do more, that they could tie it up and then take the lead rather than just tie it up. So that is definitely one of those things where I would like to improve just a little bit. Um, it, it's definitely one of those areas where, you know, for, for a team like Montreal, where they're not one of the top teams, you kind of want them to play like a close game. And they did. They, don't get me wrong. I, I think the Coyotes should be proud of themselves for... For last night's effort but you always want that next step more you can't be happy with what you have you always need to be doing that little bit more um michelli great to see him on the score sheet he doesn't score a lot of goals he only has three but he does have quite a few assists um he has sorry 19 assists the three goals 19 assists, 22 points in 28 games. So, excellent from Matias Michelli, having a fantastic rookie season. Uh, It should be pointed out, I think Craig Morgan pointed this out last night uh, on Twitter, but it's one of those things I've noticed. Matias Michelli does not have a picture on the NHL websites, uh, which is, you know, understandable on some level he's a rookie they don't always get added right away especially if you know people who are handling the websites think that they may go back to tucson but michelle is one of the top rookies of the year right now he's almost a point of game player just racking up points like you would expect him to get a shot on the website Um, the nhl should be marketing their younger stars like matthias michelle uh, calling them a star maybe a little bit premature but why not I'm gonna do it um, so I would like to see more from the NHL on marketing Michele and by more I mean a picture that shouldn't be too hard um, like I'm not asking them to put together a full 30-minute commercial highlighting him and his play in the desert no I'm asking for a simple picture on the website so So we know what he looks like instead of the gray void um, that they currently have for that default picture. Um, It's definitely one of those things where you you just need him to do a little bit more. You're not asking too much. Um, The other goal scorer, Nick Schmaltz. Great to see Schmaltz playing well, um, especially since coming back from the injury. Um, There's always kind of a concern when a player comes back, especially a player like, Schmaltz, who unfortunately hasn't history with injuries, you kind of wonder, um, are they going to have any lingering side effects? Is there going to be any problems? That doesn't seem to be the case for Schmaltz. Um, He's no Jacob Chikrin. I think Chikrin is playing better after his injury, but he's still playing really well. Uh, That chemistry with Clayton Keller is still apparent. Uh, Before the goal, Keller had brought two Montreal uh, players with him perfectly leaving Schmaltz open. So I love that. Love more of that. Give me more Nick Schmaltz and Clayton Keller teaming up. You just love to see it. Uh, I do kind of wonder if we're we're starting to get to close to the point where we we maybe need to look at a different center. Um Travis Boyd I think is is fine, but he doesn't seem to have the same chemistry that they had last season, which happens. Um you know, players play well for one year, but they're not able to necessarily keep that up. So, I would like to see maybe they explore a little bit. Barrett Hayton looked really hot last year, or last game. Um, That was really nice to see him kind of get that goal uh, against, um, you know, get that goal and have that boost his confidence. Hayton needs confidence, uh, and it's not you know, completely out of the blue that we'll see a player like that. I think the same thing kind of happened with Lawson Krause a couple of years ago. Like he was snake bitten for most of the season, didn't, wasn't able to convert, finally got that off his back and he suddenly looked like he was playing much better. He wasn't gripping the stick as much, all those kind of cliches. But that's kind of going to do it for the game. Uh, bit of a, a shorter recap for this one. Again, I thought they played well. But Malcolm made some pretty big saves. You just you want them more. You want more, um, yeah. And, and that's that's really all I can say. I want more. Um, if you're someone out there who does you know rooting for the tank, I'm sure that this was not the ideal outcome. Uh, I'm sure, you would rather the Coyotes had no points, which understandable. Um, but that wasn't the case. Um, it. They got a point. Montreal gets two. I'm not sure if Montreal's in the tank battle or not. They're kind of like just slightly above it. But say lovey. It is what it is. Anyways, like I said, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what's coming up next. But first, I just want to say thank you for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Locked On Sports today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Plus, instant reactions, game recaps, and Lockdown's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today is available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And again, Carl Pavlock, Locked On Coyotes, just kind of want to brief you on what's coming up next. Uh, as I said on yesterday's episode, we do have an episode coming up later this week uh, where I'm going to be talking with someone about the Atlanta Gladiators as well as Britain's own Liam Kirk and a little bit of an update on that. So make sure you check that out. I think that's probably going to go up on Thursday, but um, things always change. Uh, I don't like to be firm about anything until it's actually out there. But next for the Coyotes, they have two more games this week before, you know, a little bit of a Christmas break. As I said, tomorrow, they're going to be playing the Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. So, Back on the road. Thankfully, it's another short trip. Um, it's nice that the coyotes, after going on that 14-game road trip, they're doing a couple of road games, but it's in like San Jose, Vegas. They're not having to travel across the entire country. That's always great to see. Yeah. You know, short flights, can keep up practice time, get get kind of in the groove, which is good for them. Uh, but next. They got the Kings coming up, which, you you know I love me some Coyotes-Kings games. I I love that uh, Arizona-Los Angeles rivalry. Um, I'm not really looking forward to that. I'd rather the Coyotes play some weaker teams right now. Um, Definitely don't like the fact that they're playing two of the better teams in the Pacific. Back to, or not back to back, but, you know, consecutively. Uh, so that's not going to be fun. Do I think that they have a chance to win either of those games? That is a very good question that I asked myself. Uh, I think it's definitely a possibility. I liked their showing against the Montreal Canadiens, like I said. Uh, I like the fact that they came back. I like the, their discipline. I liked solid goaltending from, uh... The Melka. I like that they were getting offense from the players they needed. They're like offensive rookie, Matias Michelli, Nick Schmaltz. Those are the players you want scoring. I would have like a Jacob Chickering goal in there too, but can't ask for too much. So I I like what I saw. Can that translate to better teams? That is always the million-dollar question because it's real easy for a team like the Coyotes – to play a team like the Montreal Canadiens. They're not really on the same level um, but they're close. They're definitely closer than they are versus the Vegas Golden Knights and the LA Kings. And I also kind of worry because you know one of the things that I talk a lot about is the Coyotes are able to win games because they, other teams underestimate them and they're gonna be playing against two former division rivals. That's not necessarily the recipe I have for a team that underestimates the Coyotes. Like I think the Vegas Golden Knights, eh, they've already played the Coyotes. They're going to want that. They have Phil Castle. Kessel. Phil Castle's going to want to have a good game against his former team. He's going to know kind of like, Hey, we need to be ready for this. Hey, watch out for Keller. Watch out for Schmaltz. Watch out for Chickren. I know these guys. Don't let them out. Don't let them have an easy one. And that's, Perfectly understandable. Uh, if I was Castle, I'd be telling my team the same thing. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely a bit of a concern. Um, and then for LA, I, I think LA just wants to beat Phoenix slash Arizona every single time they play. Like that's a that's a true regional rivalry, not not whatever the NHL tries to make in a lab with their weird scheduling quirks, like la in the arizona area like they just they're close they don't like each other they're very different uh in a lot of ways similar in enough ways that just cause that eternal hate that you love in sports teams and dislike in, in anything else uh keep the la arizona rivalry to sports only in my opinion but that that's gonna be tough so i i really don't know if 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 you told me that the Coyotes were going to finish this week without a win, um, I, w- I would not be shocked by that information. Uh, frankly, I'm not shocked by that information. Anytime you say it, the Coyotes often are going to finish a week without a win um, because they're not good. That's kind of where we're at uh, at the at the stage of the rebuild. Um, I, I do. I always am ready for the Coyotes to just go on a massive losing. Um, hopefully they don't. I, I enjoy watching the Coyotes play. I enjoy watching them play well. And there's always time tomorrow for a, a losing streak. So why not win today? Uh, the losses are going to come, I think, especially after the trade deadline. Uh, heck, even the All-Star break. Um, yeah, the, the losses are going to come sooner or later. But you know, for right now, I just I want everyone to continue to play well. Uh, I want the players like Chikrin who are looking for ways out. Um, to spare. I want them to play well so we can maximize the return. Um, yeah, that, that would be great. But that's going to do it for me today. It's a bit of a shorter one. Sorry about that. Um, but like I said, it's just me. Um, it'll probably be me for the, for the rest of the week until Robin gets back um, from her Christmas vacation, which is, yeah, great. Uh, love the fact that she gets to to visit family. It's always good. Uh, especially, you know, hockey is great. Hockey is, is definitely a nice kind of way to take your mind off of things, but if you can be with your family, be with your family. Anyways, I do want to thank you for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen today. And now, think Lockdown Sports, your second listen. Uh, Pierre Bukowski, brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. You can get analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can get Locked On Coyotes wherever you get your podcasts. Um, All the pod apps. Uh, Personally, I use Stitcher, but there's also iTunes, Spotify. You know where podcasts are. Um, as I said, we're on YouTube, so if you want to see me in the early Arizona winter uh, cold, you can. Uh, it's on YouTube, so follow us there. Like, comment, subscribe, um, talk to us on the social media. LO underscore coyotes on Twitter. Uh, if you want to get my hockey opinions, the best place for that right now is the Five for Howling page. We're at five, number four, we're at Howling. Uh, I also did a recap. So, if you want to read what I think of the game, head over there uh, and check that out. Otherwise, hope you guys are staying safe out there, hope you're staying healthy, and don't forget to howl (laughs) on.